right, what is going on, people? Welcome to another installment of Ask TK. On this episode, we're going to be asking me questions. Last episode, we had Gary. That was the pilot episode, the premiere episode, the first, the inaugural <laughs> episode, which was a really, really good episode. And after I heard it, I'm like, yo, man, I need to get down on this shit. This is, you know, that was a lot of fun, you know? So. And I talked to Gary and we set it up, you know, uh, and I had you guys ask me some questions. Now, two things happened, which I'm kind of surprised by. One, the volume of questions. I kind of expected to get way more questions than I got. I got like, how many did I get total? Like 12 questions, I think. Um, I mean, it's not a bad amount, you know, um, but I again, I expected more, you know. But the other thing that's slightly, I'm just going to be honest now. That's slightly annoying is half the questions, six questions, were troll questions. I'm like, come on, guys. You could have, you know, given me some real, like, meaty shit to work with, you know? Hell, I even went on Twitter, like, you know, at the time I record, you know, on the day of the recording of this, just to, you know, see if I could get more questions. And nobody asked me shit, which is interesting because we're always, like, overflowing with questions for throw down your questions, which is, you know, the, the podcast that inspired this one, you know, but so what I'm going to do is since half the questions are troll questions, I'm going to save those for the back end and I'm going to give more time to the real questions. You know what I'm saying? Um, and right now I'm actually playing Sonic mania as I do this, just to give me something to entertain myself while I answer the questions. Cause it also helped me just, um, you know, help me free my mind. So I don't, I don't have to give like one, one or two word questions. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's start, man, with my man, Mark Wenick. Mark, this dude, he's been following me forever. You know, this guy's the truth, you know, and he leads us off with this question. At what point in your life did you decide that games writing was the way to go? Did you ever consider another profession? All right. <clears throat> so this gives me an opportunity to give you guys my origin story, man, uh, how I got started into all this shit, you know what I'm saying, um, so, okay, I can't place the exact date or whatever, but for years, you know, Manny, Emilio Lopez, who's my co-host on Throwdown, he's like, yo, man, like, you, you play so many games, you beat so many games, you should write about them, you know, I'm like, man, I'm not going to be one of those assholes on the internet just writing shit. This is still like, I'm guessing it must have been the mid-2000s he started with this, right? And at that point, you know, I guess it's not too dissimilar from now, but at that point, you had a bunch of dudes, you know, blogging and shit, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just going to be honest, I thought that was like the lamest fucking thing ever, you know? I'm like, really? You going on the internet to, like you know, just make these stupid posts, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, I'm just being real, you know, so, I thought the whole thing was bullshit, you know, and he kept going, like, you man, Tony, you gotta do this, again. for years did that, and then, one day, this was in 2010, October 2010, um, a little bit after New York Comic Con, right, he was like, hey, I'm gonna start a, a, a gaming website, a gaming blog, you know, and I'm like, okay, one asshole doing this shit, that's kind of stupid, two assholes, eh, why not, you know, so we started writing about games and movies and, you know, nerd shit, it was called Cool Stuff the Blog, right, and we just wrote about whatever the fuck we wanted, you know, and I kind of developed a taste for it, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm like, hey, this writing thing is kind of cool, now here's the thing about me and writing, I've always, like, liked to write, but I've never, like, really taken it serious, you know, like, I used to write stories or whatever when I was, like, younger and shit, <laughs> you know, here's something I never, ever said publicly, um, one of the biggest, because I, again, I've been writing ever since I was a little kid, like, when I was, like, a kid, I would, like, write my own comic books, like, what I would do is, you, you, you know, those old notebooks, you guys may not even know this shit, because everybody uses computers now, but back in the day, we used to have these notebooks with lines in them, right, and binders and shit, and, you know, I would make my own comic books, right, like, I would, like, draw them, and I would write them, you know, like, and I, it was, I was totally ripping off a fucking Marvel, right, which was fantastic back in the day, it's not 
trash like it is now, but I used to write my own comics and they were like, I was ripping off fucking X-Men. I was ripping off Ninja Turtles, all the shit I liked back in the day, you know, like I even had my own Ninja Turtles comic in there, you know, I made my own X-Men team. So I was always into the writing, but the, the last thing I wrote, which was a little bit more involved, was basically like Dragon Ball Z fan fiction, right? But the twist was it was me and all my friends. I were Dragon Ball Z characters, like not Dragon Ball Z characters. We were all um, we were still ourselves, you know, like I was still Tony Polanco, I, you know, Melia Lopez was still himself, right? And a couple other friends, but we were all Saiyajin, you know, um, that was the big thing. And then we would like have fights and shit in our own neighborhood, you know, <laughs> crazy shit. So writing, you know, was always fun. I always did that. But like on the career tip, never, never even crossed my mind. But, you know, so anyway, so we started cool stuff, the blog and just started writing about fucking shit, you know, and again, I, I, I kind of developed a taste for it probably because I always liked writing. So that took off, you know what I'm saying? Like did, did the blog shit for like a year and a half. And at that point, that's when I started getting put onto shit like, um, you know, like SCFU and play and not SCFU and play, uh, um, the bit bag, right? I learned about the bit bag. I learned about, um, the coalition, um, dual shockers, a bunch of sites, right? Independent guys. Now you got to remember, like all I knew at that point was IGN and shit, you know? So knowing that there were cats like me doing this shit was kind of inspirational. I remember right before we started doing this shit, the cool stuff, I ran into Hip Hop Gamer, you know, in, in Comic-Con. Now, I had been a fan of this guy for like two years prior to this, you know, but it, so it was cool to meet him, and he treated me like, like I was family, basically, you know, it was crazy. So, yeah, we did the, the, the blogging shit for like a year and a half, and then, you know, Torrance, he decided to, uh, uh, you know, kill the bit bag, and he was looking for writers, for cool stuff, you know, for, for SDFM play. At that point, we didn't know what the name of the site was going to be. So, um, I said, you know what? Let me send this dude some of my samples, some of the shit I've written, you know, see what happens, you know? Um, and the funny thing is, Torrent, you know, I emailed Torrance and all that, and he got pissed off. He's like, because he knew me already, you know, because I used to always comment over on the Bitbag, and he got mad. He's like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me you're a writer, man? I would have had you on the site, right? And then, you know, we went into the whole STFU and play thing. And that's when I'm like, oh, this might be a viable career option. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never, I don't know, man. Like, again, I'm not going to get too deep into my own personal shit, but I never really had any, like, grand outlook for life. I assumed, and I'm just being honest now, I assumed I was going to die by the time I was 30. I don't know why. Don't ask me why I had that stuck in my head. I just did, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, you're going to die when you're 30 anyway. So there's no real point in like doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the most I did was <laughs> me and my friends, we, we, we were in a, in a metal band together called metal beast. You know, we did that shit, but like, cause the, th the thing I wanted to be when I was a kid, kid, I wanted to be a fucking rock star. I'm just being real right now. I, like when, you know, when it, we came to America when I was seven, I started watching MTV, and I used to see these bands, I remember Bon Jovi, I looked, I'm like, oh my god, that shit looks fucking awesome, you know, but the thing is, I couldn't really play guitar for shit, but I eventually learned how to play guitar, but I wasn't good enough, so I knew that wasn't going to be a viable career option, but as soon as I got into SCFU and play, I'm like, damn, I could actually make a career out of this shit, and Torrance, at that point, we were talking about, like, yo, we, you know, we want to have fun and shit, but we want to make money doing this shit too, you know, so that's how that started, like, you know, the blog, and then SCFU and Play, you know what I'm saying, and after, that's what, yeah, SCFU and Play, I think that's the big thing I did, I'm like, oh shit, I could actually make, like, a career out of this, because I'm seeing, I was seeing all these cats, you know, that started off like I did, and they made it, I'm like, why the fuck can't I do it, you know what I'm saying, so that's how that all got started, um, so yeah, I, th I hope that answers your question. I want, I, I know I kind of rambled a little bit, but I think that's the whole point of this video series, you know, um, pause this here so I could see, uh, what the next question is. Uh, yeah, I think that answers it, um, pretty well. Okay. So the next question is Mr. Joel Garcia. And he asks, has there been a game, preferably a recent one that costly crashed on you, which made you never play it again? 
regardless if it's good or bad. Very timely question considering what's happened to me right now. So going back, I bought the original Destiny, right, when it first came out. Because I was like, okay, okay, because here's the thing, let me, you know, again, more history about Tony. I never owned the Xbox, the original Xbox. I'm just being real right now. And I know some of you guys are going to go, oh, that explains a lot. Back when the Xbox came out, the first one, I thought the show was a joke. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, like an American company making a video game system? That, no, only Japanese could do that shit. Because I, I, I was like firmly of the mindset that, only the Japanese could make video games, you know? Um, so, I never owned an Xbox, but my boy, he owned Halo, right? And I saw him play the first two Halos, Halo 1 and 2 on Xbox. I was blown the fuck away. Like, I couldn't play the games. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of first-person shooters, but the story was fucking crazy, right? So, when I heard that Bungie was going to be making a, a game, you know, um... I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna bring that level of excellence to like every platform now, except PC. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, yo, that's gonna be dope. I'm looking forward to that shit, you know? Um And then of course Destiny turned out to be Destiny, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not um gonna, you know, I'm not gonna bother, you know what I'm saying? With, with Destiny 2, you know, but the more we kept talking, you know, me and the fellas on throwdown, I was like, yo. Destiny's probably gonna be the only game we're gonna play together this year. And I was like, yeah, that, that's a good point. And then, you know, obviously now, you know, I'm a professional games writer and shit. Like, you know what? I should be informed. You know what I'm saying? Let me buy this fucking game. Buy Destiny. I, I see I'm getting ahead of myself. Alright. So because I was interested in Destiny, I picked up the the beta, right? You know, I, I, I didn't pick up the beta. I got a review code over for the beta. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't write about this shit because it kept fucking crashing on me, right? All the time, the fucking game kept crashing on me. The same spot too. Um, you guys probably know the turn, the turbine level, you know, always fucking crashing on me. So when I got the real game, I was under the maybe naive assumption that the real game would work. Nope, the fucking game is still crashing on me, bro. Today, right now, as of recording this, is Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever, right? I picked up the game on Wednesday. The motherfucker won't work on me, son. Like, I, I tried, 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 and it just keeps crashing. I've tried everything. I've tried an external hard drive. I tried turning off boost mode. I've tried reinstalling it, deleting it. I, I've tried changing my uh, DNS settings. I tried everything. The game won't work. So that's like the first game in like my personal history that I'm not going to be able to like even, I can't even say I'm not going to be able to be, I won't be able to play this shit because it's so fucking broken, you know? And I know it's just isolated incidents, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, the game works for most people, you know, but I'm not alone in this. Bungie is aware of the situation, but like, yo, come on, man. Like, you know, the other day we were trying to do a stream, me, Carlos and Adam, we got 30 minutes into that shit before it fucking froze on me. And then, you know, just to make it even funnier, when we try to do the stream again, shit lasted 59 seconds, bro. You know? So, yeah, Destiny is the game that I couldn't play. Destiny 2, excuse me. It's the one game I couldn't play because it was so fucking broken. This is beyond Fallout 3. Let me go back to Fallout 3. Fallout 3 was the first game I ever played in my history, that was fucked up, you know, that was, like, completely janky, you know what I'm saying, like, that game was so broken, I made sure that every time I was gonna open a door, save, save the fucking game, because usually when you save the game, you know, when you open the doors, which is, I guess, loading, fucking game would crash, hard body crash, you know, so that was, a, but I made it through that fucking game, not only did I make it, I got the plot, you know, I got the platinum in that shit, you know. But yeah, Destiny, man, all fucked up, and it's sad because the little bits I did play, I liked, you know. But yeah, it's sad, man, fucking sad. Anyway, let's move on to the next question here by my man Gary Swaby. 
All right, so his question is, do you think that streaming and game commentaries are becoming more valuable to gamers than traditional reviews? And do they influence purchasing decisions more? Great fucking question, man. Um, and this this leads me to talk about something that's been happening um, in the last couple of days. You know, I, it's going to make this uh, Ask TK a little bit, uh, you know, what is it? Um, It's going to date it. But whatever, I, I need to speak about this shit. So, over the last weekend, right? Um, one of the writers for um, Venture Beat, I believe it is, Dean Takahashi, a dude that's you know apparently been a games writer for twenty five years. I only really heard about this guy this year when I started, um, you know, because he started, you know, because this year the Nintendo Switch came out, and he's like a Nintendo insider type of guy. So I was, you know some of the stories that I wrote about he wrote, you know what I'm saying originally so I would tag him and shit, anyway so Dean Takahashi they posted a video, his site posted a video of him playing Cuphead, right, and it was fucked up, like the dude couldn't even make it past the tutorial you know what I'm saying, like it took him like three minutes to get out of the tutorial or whatever because he couldn't follow simple directions right, so this led to a whole thing, it's still going on, it's been a week you know, he wrote something which I thought was a little bit kind of. Here's the thing: I was with him at the beginning of his little editorial because he was like, "Oh yeah, I realized I fucked up. I'm not really good at these kind of games." You know, you know, whatever. I'm like, "Okay, I'm, I'm with you, bro. I'm totally. I'm, that's that's fine. You're you're apologizing. That's fantastic, right?" And then when he said, "Oh, um, the people attacking me are you know Gamergate people, the same people that got Trump elected." That's when I checked the fuck out. I'm like, "Oh, he's one of those guys." You know, he, you know, he, he, that he thinks fucking Gamergate got Donald Trump elected, which is the stupidest fucking thing. But let me get, and I get into politics. So over all that shit happening with, with Dean, right? Um, people were like, yo, you know, you can't trust gaming, um, journalists and, you know, they, they can't fucking play. They're all, you know, they, they're all shit gamers, right? And obviously this led people to say, hey, you know what? This is why I check out YouTubers. This is why I check out um, Twitch. Do Twitch people have a name, by the way? Twitchers? Twitchies? Whatever. So basically the point is like, oh, shit. Um, by the way, I'm actually playing this as I'm talking, so I may react, you know? So <clears throat> people are saying, yo, this is why I trust YouTubers. This is why I touch uh, Twitch streamers because they actually play the game and they're good at the game. You know what I'm saying? So I do believe that um, these people, you know, pardon the pun here, uh, have more influence these days, man. Because now you don't need the, the video game journalist middleman anymore. You go right to the source. You see somebody playing the game. Hell, you can see the whole game being played from beginning to end and make your decision. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's why I think those people are... Um, you know, influencers, quote unquote influencers are having more influence because people are now looking at game journalists and they're not trusting them anymore, you know, and you know what? And I am, I am saying this as a game journalist myself, which is I'm still weird to call myself that shit. Um, let me not detract. So anyway, so people aren't, you know, people aren't trusting game journalists anymore. So looking towards these guys, you know what I'm saying? By the way, I, I kind of r realized I lost my train of thought there, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, this is what it is. Let's just be honest, man. A lot of game journalists, that's why Gamergate started too. These guys are, they're less about talking about games than they are trying to push an agenda, right? So the whole Gamergate thing started, not to get too much into Gamergate, the whole thing Gamergate started was because these uh, journalists were saying, oh yeah, you know, gamers are dead, you don't need to write about them, it's like, wait, are you disparaging your whole fucking, um, reader base, bro, really, you just, you're telling your whole reader base that they're dead, you know, so, because of shit like that, I believe that people don't trust game journalists like they used to, that's part of the reason why I often hesitate to call myself a game journalist, even though technically that's what I am, because, I kind of don't want to be lumped in with, um, you know, the the, the stereotypical um, game journalists, you know, the the pompous, self-important, you know, those type of dudes. You know what I'm saying? 
but you know and this is me trying to balance the the conversation out a little bit these guys are saying all all game journalists are trash none of these motherfuckers can play i'm like okay that's interesting because i'm a fucking game journalist me and my boys we're all game journalists too we know how to fucking play my man gary is asking me this shit this motherfucker knows how to play richard you know he knows how to play my man max you know he knows how jj knows how to play you know what i'm saying as a matter of fact i would say this this could this is not a scientific number at all right i would say probably 80 85 percent of gaming journalists are very good at games i'm not talking about esports level i'm talking about competent enough to play games and when and in that number i'm not just talking about the ign's or whatever i'm talking about every fucking body you know independent dude specific i would say the bulk of the 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 guys who know how to play their games are independent guys because they're truly in it for the love of games right you know not not again i'm not trying to paint with a broad stroke or whatever um but there are some people in the industry that are purely in it because you know it's a job you know what i'm saying so i i get that right and there are you know there have been instances and i've seen this myself going to um gaming conventions and stuff where the guys that are there are there because they need to be there to cover this shit like <clears throat> dudes from msnbc and shit these guys don't play games but they cover tech for their website and somebody needs to talk about those fucking games you know what i'm saying so i understand that these these are the guys that you know you see struggling with games and shit but my man dean he's a he th this is what he's supposed to do um review games and shit. now granted he's not going to be reviewing cuphead he admitted it but still it, it it does make traditional gaming journalists look bad right and now these guys are trying to say oh here we go with gamergate again i'm like hold on game, okay so is gamergate alive or dead this week because it seems like gamergate is dead when it's convenient to them and gamergate is alive when it's convenient to them you know listen i'll be honest man as a guy who was you know a, a pretty big he's the, i could I wouldn't, i'm not gonna say i'm i was a supporter of gamergate but i was a supporter of gamers right but anyway the point is i was you know i've seen the movement from the, its very beginnings right um that shit is fucking dead that shit's been dead for years like obviously the people that are like that were a big part of it are still around um championing um you know gamers and trying to and casting a light on bullshit but gamergate as a movement that shit's been dead for fucking years i'm just being real right now so it it always seems to me like you know every time um game journalists bring up um you know gamergate it's like fucking animal farm right you know snowball snowball did it snowball did it i'm like Man, y'all threw Snowball out the fucking farm, bro. He ain't doing that shit. He's just your scapegoat or scape pig in that case, you know? It's kind of funny. Every time I think about, you know, the whole Gamergate thing, I think about Animal Farm a lot. Like, you know, basically the journalists, right? They were like us at one point. You know, they were just gamers. And now they became like those motherfuckers like Jack Thompson that say gamers, the games are, are bad for people, you know, I'm like, you know, it reminds me of that ending scene from Animal Farm where, you know, they look at the fucking pigs and the humans, right, the pigs are wearing suits and shit, like, yo, I can't tell the difference anymore, because the humans used to be the enemy, you know, but the pigs started negotiating with them, so, yeah, that's why I think a lot of people, well, not, that's not the only reason, but that's why I think a lot of people, you know, um, trust streamers and shit more than like traditional gaming writers because they feel that gaming writers like may have an agenda or just aren't skilled enough right like when you see a game writer you don't know what his skill level is right but the thing is these cats have a lot of influence right you know um so that's why i think it is fair to question them because it's like okay you're out here giving your opinion of a video game right and what you say influences what the studio could possibly do with their next game, you know? So if you have a guy that doesn't fully understand gaming, basic gaming mechanics, that's going to make the game look bad. Look at this shit with Cuphead, bro. Like, that is a bad representation of that game. You think Microsoft is happy about that shit? You know, the, um, for Throwdown, right? Our featured image for the um, latest episode is, 
is Cuphead. And Manny was telling me, he's like, yo, I tried to find another picture of for the tutorial, but all I found is that fucking video. I'm like, yo, so anybody who looks up Cuphead now, all they're going to see is that fucking video of D, you know, Dean not playing it correctly, you know? So I'm like, yo, you, you, like, that's why it, it kind of harms the game, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you're, this is a false representation of this shit. That's why you need guys to be competent. Again, I'm not talking about esports level shit, you know? I'm, I'm talking about just competent. Follow the directions in front of the fucking face, you know? Um, But yeah, that's why people are going to, and again, it, you know, with streamers, yo, the right there, the actual game is right there. You cut out the middleman, you know? So that, yes, definitely having more um, of an influence these days, you know? All right, um, next question is Xbox Williams. And I guess because of uh, the Xbox first name, it kind of explains his question. So he asked me, you seem to post a lot of negative stuff about Xbox One. Why is this? Very good question, actually, because, you know, I've been painted as a Sony pony, right? An Xbox hater. And yes, I, you know, just like I said earlier in the video, I always thought the original Xbox was a joke, but that was because of my ignorance about, um, you know, who can or can't make video games. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, I didn't own a 360, but I gave that machine props. I think did a lot of things right, especially on the online tip. I'm not an online gamer, but I, I cannot deny what the 360 did for the gaming um industry not the community the industry everything right but here's the thing xbox one i think everybody will admit except for the hardcore dangerous fanboys right toxic fanboys everybody will admit the xbox one had a rough fucking start because you know think about it you know when they advertise this shit you know tv tv sports drm all day every day buy an xbox 360 if you want to play offline all that shit you know what i'm saying bad look for xbox right now the thing is you know things have turned around uh considerably right i you know xbox is doing a really 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 good job now right um they could do better obviously you know more games and shit um but they're doing they're doing better now with um, my man um phil spencer they did with fucking uh what's his face don matrick you know, but, and again, I'm just being honest now, I think part of the, even though Xbox is still fucking up, I think part of the reason I give them more heat, uh, is because the Xbox fanboys give me heat, like, maybe I should be above the shit, but you gotta understand something, like, yeah, I may be a quote-unquote professional journalist or whatever, but I'm still a real motherfucker, you know, you come at me incorrect, I'm coming back at you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, again, just being honest, I do like to poke the bear a little bit because it's because these guys are so over the top with their, um, you know, like zealous, like devotion to Xbox. That shit is funny to me, you know, so I make fun of it. Right. So but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I don't you know, and I'm glad we're doing this in this video it clarifies it. I don't hate Xbox. I own an Xbox one. You know, I may not have many achievements and shit, but I own it. You know, I wish I had more games to play on it, but, you know, I've played pretty much all of the major Xbox One exclusives of this generation. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't play Halo because I don't, you know, I'm, you know, the new, I know the new versions of Halos aren't good, even though I know the old ones are good. Like, I know the new ones are, I'm not, I'm just not interested in them, but I played most of the ones that came out this generation, you know, um, ReCore, Ori in the Blind Forest fucking um tomb raider when that was an exclusive um was i'm not forgetting the name of the fucking game the roman one play that shit a rice in a room um fuck sunset overdrive brilliant game and i even own forza um horizon 3 you know what i'm saying i i pretty much just son i even have fucking crimson dragon man rare replay i played all that shit man and then the dope thing about you know xbox one is because i've never played gears of war right i got to play all of them son I, the, the the first gears of war game i played and it's still my favorite it's the first one i played the remaster of that shit ultimate edition you heard so yeah i got no hate for the xbox brand i think the xbox brand is fine i do and i'm just gonna be honest i do have hate 
for the Xbox fanboys. Fuck those guys. I'm just being real right now. And again, I always have to clarify this. I don't have hate against Xbox fans. The 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 logical guys, right? The guys who just like Xbox. Got no problem with those dudes. I'm talking about the the rabbit fanboys, the the guys who follow crap gamer and those motherfuckers, you know? Fuck all those guys, you know? Uh Jess Corden, that idiot who sent people after me after I got hacked on Twitter, you know? These all these guys are, are very dirty people, man. Very scummy people. You know, I had to block so many of them because they would attack me and shit. You know, like yes, I I did poke the bear, but you know, to me, it's all jokes. I fi- I was under assumption they thought it was jokes too. No, this shit is deathly serious to them. You know, like it, it's scary, man. What's going on with the Xbox guys? You know, but yeah, I, I hope that answers the question. I don't hate xbox i'm not you know i don't um what is it post negative sh- i mean i do when it's negative but here's the thing i post negative shit about all the companies right but i've noticed and this is this goes back to when i first started you know back in um 2012 right whenever i say anything negative about sony nobody really gives a shit you know people are quiet when i say anything anything negative about sony look at um throw down the throw down channel right now right Fucking any video I do, to any Tony's take specifically that I do on Sony, critical of Sony, no hits, really, marginal hits, you know what I'm saying? Yet, any video I do on Xbox, right, motherfuckers come after me every time. Anytime I say anything negative about Sony, nobody gives a fuck. Any little criticism about Xbox, I get fucking attacked, you know, and this isn't just me speaking, a lot of... Other games writers, they, you know, they experience the same shit too. You know what I'm saying? So it seems to me that Xbox fanboys, again, fanboys, not the fans, Xbox fanboys are highly um, sensitive. You know, even um, Ryan, McCaff- Ryan McCaffrey, let's talk about Ryan McCaffrey. This is the Xbox guy for IGN, right? And he says the people that attack him the most or Xbox fans, or Xbox fanboys, ain't that about a bitch, anytime this dude says anything critical about Microsoft, or anytime he praises the competition, yo, you're fake, you're a fucking fraud, why are you giving him props, why are you dissing Microsoft, you're fake, you're a pony, I'm like, the hell is wrong with you guys, and then, if you actually hear this dude talk about Xbox, he knows his fucking shit, that's a real Xbox fan, you know, and, um, f- you know, by the way, full disclosure, I don't know him personally, but I have talked to Ryan McCaffrey several times at, um, gaming events and stuff, you know, cool dude, you know, I like the guy personally, you know, and I don't feel he needs, he deserves those kinds of attacks from idiots like crap gamer, they're calling him, um, fucking shaggy, you know, from Scooby-Doo, I'm like, yo, you're really gonna be dissing the, the guy's appearance, the fuck is wrong with you guys, you know, crap gamer shouldn't be talking, you know, but it's fucking crazy, so that's why I kind of go a little bit harder, it's not, I don't really go hard on the, the Xbox brand, I don't believe I do, I really go hard on the Xbox fanboys, you know, because I feel they're, they not only make uh, the brand look bad, they make all gamers look bad, you know, but, you know, again, just for the sake of being honest, there is that, a good chunk of me that, you know, poke the bear a little bit, you know, it's like, like, oh, Microsoft, um, or, or like, um, you know, this game doesn't have true 4K, right? And I'll post that. Sometimes I won't even comment on it. I'll just post it, you know, because I know dudes are going to, you know, get their panties in a bunch, you know, for my entertainment. But yeah, again, I don't I don't hate Xbox. I just hate those stupid ass fanboys, you know, <laughs> those guys, you know, yeah, those guys need help, bro. There's something wrong with those dudes, you know. All right. Um, so let's move on here to the next question. Um, Grim Rook. All right, so here's the start of the the, the troll question, but he, it is followed up by an, an actual one. Um, so why are you so toxic, Tony? <laughs> All right, so this is a label that has been given to me by the Xbox fanboys. Toxic Tony, right? Tragic Tony, all this shit. Um, you know, I'm not toxic at all. As a matter of fact, I, I think of myself as a very... Uh, good person, you know, I'm a, you know, if you come at me correct, I'm gonna come at you correct, but if you come at me incorrect, I'm gonna give you some shit, you know, that's just the truth, you know, 
But no, I'm not toxic at all. Like, you don't see me, like, attacking these guys' families or making fun of their appearance or whatever. I Like, I'll make fun of the dumb shit they say, but I keep it to, you know, to social media. I don't go beyond that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not, quote-unquote, a toxic person. That's just fucking stupid, to be honest. Those motherfuckers are toxic. You know, um, cat crap gamer making fun of, um, you know, the developer who was crying because he made it, you know, basically the developer, he made a game, you know, dedicated to his son who died of cancer, right? And obviously, you know, that's going to get him all emotional and shit, you know? So he was crying. He's like, oh, this guy's crying. What the fuck is wrong? I was like, yo, bro, really? You know, but since I'm talking about this, I do want to address this one thing because people, you know, they don't look for a context on Twitter, they, you know, they if they find anything that confirms their bias, they're going to run with it, you know what I'm saying, so basically, I was talking to my man JVB, Jose, right, and we were talking about Xbox, you know, making fun of him and shit, and I, you know, he was like, he, he I forgot what he said, but he, he proposed what something, you know, what we could do to Xbox, right, and I jokingly, and it was pretty clear that I jokingly said, oh, maybe we should, you know, hit these guys in the back of the head with a bat, you know, so these guys have taken that, that I was being serious, that I was advocating violence towards um, Xbox fans, what kind of dumbass would I be to legitimately advocate violence against anybody, that's fucking retarded, that's a joke, you idiots, you know, it's fucking dumb, all right, um, and Grimmook's next question, this is the, the final, uh, you know, real question here, you know, um, the rest of these are going to be troll questions. Again, it's like, guys, why didn't you ask me real shit? You know, um, so his question is, now that you like RPGs, what are some of the older ones you would like to try? I suggest Dragon Quest Eight for the PS2 and Chrono Trigger, the greatest ever. All right. Um, I think I know why he's saying, you know, that I like RPGs now, because uh, the other day um, I gave my story about Final Fantasy VII, how I got into that shit right, um, I'll tie back into it, but basically this happened, uh, I'm a huge RPG fan nowadays, right, and I have been for, like, 20 years, right, pretty much, yeah, like, 20 years I've been an RPG fan, right, wasn't always like that, though, back in the day, this, I'm talking about my early, uh, gaming, uh, days, you know, late 80s, early 90s, right, like, don't, you, don't put those shits in my face, bro, like, I was not an RPG fan at all, I had no patience for that shit, I'm like, why do I have to take turns fighting, you know what I'm saying, like, put in Contra, fuck this shit, you know, um, never, never big into RPGs back in the day, now, Final Fantasy 7, that changed the whole script, now, let me tell you guys this story, right, because again, I'm, I'm known as Toxic Tony, Tony, um, you know, the Sony Pony or whatever, I used to hate Sony back in the day. Hated fucking Sony. Why? Because I was a Sega fanboy. And yes, I am using the word fanboy in the modern context. I, w I was toxic back then. Granted, I didn't really know many PlayStation friend, you know, people because most of my friends um, were Saturn guys just like me, right? But Emilio was one. But the thing is, I, 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 the thing, I couldn't call myself toxic. Even though I, call, I talked a lot of shit. I still would, like, um, play the games or whatever, right, um, but, yeah, back in the day, I fucking hated that shit, I hated Sony with a passion, because they were destroying my beloved Sega Saturn, right, now, obviously, I wasn't a dummy back then, intellectually, I knew that the PlayStation was a superior console to the Saturn, right, but, since I had to keep up face with the fanboy bullshit, I had to hate on it, you know, so, you know, the hate kind of started going away when I saw Final, actually, no, it started going away when I saw Resident Evil, right, Resident Evil, uh, 1996, I believe, game blew me the fuck away, right, um, but Resident Evil did come out for the Saturn, so it was like, all right, whatever, you know, the, the PlayStation version looks better, but I, I at least got the shit on Saturn, that wasn't the case with Final Fantasy 7, right, that shit was exclusive, you heard? So, I saw Final Fantasy VII, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? It was like, this is like Resident Evil, but like, you know, you know, but with style and shit, like, what I mean by that is like, Final Fantasy VII had the same um, static CG backgrounds like Resident Evil, you know what I'm saying? So, that shit 
was fucking like technologically amazing back in the day you know like it was like the, the craziest game i had ever seen in my life final fantasy 7 you know um so i was like fuck i can't play that shit on my saturn but the saturn does have rpgs give them a shot um so the first rpg i ever played was shining the holy ark right now, obviously that game you know that you know not nearly as uh, influential or whatever as final fantasy 7 but that was the first one bro that was the first one for me you know so after that i developed a love of rpgs like w when i realized like wait the more i fight the stronger i get and i could buy different equipment this is cool you know um so that what started with rpg so i didn't you know i it, you can't say like oh do you love rpgs now no 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 bro like i've loved rpgs um for the past 20 years because of final fantasy 7 right um now going on to your recommendations uh dragon quest 8 i did play back in the day on ps2 i didn't finish it but i played it and of course the big deal with that game was like oh shit that's Akira Toriyama doing that shit, you know? And um, Chrono Trigger, that was during the days when I was not into RPGs, so I didn't play that game. Um, that was another Akira Toriyama game, too. Um, but yeah, as far as your other part of the question, like, what RPGs would I like to play that I didn't before? Yeah, Chrono Trigger was one of them. Uh, Xeno Gears, I think it was called. Because uh, I played Xeno Saga, right? I played those games, but I didn't play Xeno Gears. So I would like to play Xenogears. And here's the thing. All these games that I'm talking about are readily available to me. I could play Chrono Trigger, Xenogears anytime I want, you know? Um, only problem is, it's just the time. I don't have, I, like, I'm not going to go, um, you know, neglect new games in favor of old games, even if they are classics, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, those ones are, are pro Vagrant Stories, another one. I tried playing Final Fantasy Tactics, but I, I'll be honest, I wasn't feeling it, you know? I was not feeling it too much, so I, I gave up on that. But I, I played, like, the first, like, the intro chapter of Final Fantasy Tactics, but I, I was not feeling that rainbow. So, you know, I stopped playing that. But Vagrant, Vagrant Hearts, I played some of that back in the day. I didn't finish it. But, yeah, I would say, yeah, Chrono Trigger, um, fucking, um, I guess some of the Dragon uh, Quest games, you know, Dragon Warrior or whatever. Um... But yeah, Xeno Gears is probably the main one I want to play because I because everybody talks about that. You know, to them it's like a legendary game. You know, so I'm like that would be dope to play. And I've noticed that RPGs, uh, like 16-bit RPGs, tend to age better than like uh, PS1 era RPGs. Very actually, in general, 16-bit games kind of age better than um, PS1 um, Sega Saturn type games. You know, it's very interesting. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit of a segue here because I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, RPGs, right? To me, you know, back in the day, RPG meant role-playing game from Japan, right? So when I saw the term JRPG, like, you know, when I first started getting really heavy into like online um, gaming forums or whatever... I was like, that's the most redundant thing I've ever heard. Why would you need to say Japanese RPG? RPGs are from Japan. What the hell are you talking about? You know, and then, of course, I learned that um, Westerners made RPGs for fucking since the beginning, basically. You know, um, but the thing is, they were PC RPGs. I'm talking about, like, Ultima and shit like that, you know? Um, so, I, but again, I had no clue that you know, Westerners made RPGs, but again, at the same time, going back to what I was saying before, I didn't feel that Westerners were capable of making good games, like, I, I obviously, I did play some good, um, Western games, like, the biggest one being Tomb Raider, I thought, you know, the first Tomb Raider was incredible, but by and large, I was like, only the Japanese can make games, the Westerners, they can't make games, you know, um, that's, again, that's why I didn't really take... I didn't, I didn't take that first Xbox series. I'm like, Americans can't make games, you know? Um, but yeah, but I did find the term RP, you know, JRPG to be redundant. Because I was like, but all RPGs are Japanese. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, I thought you guys would probably uh, enjoy that little uh, non sequitur there. All right. So with that, let's move on to the, the troll questions here.
Let me scroll down here a little bit. First one is from my man, Anchorman, Volume 2, The Revenge. Anchorman's a good guy. He He's one of the hosts of the, the Tick podcast. And, and I'm glad Anchorman asked me this question because Anchorman is a huge Xbox guy. He doesn't fuck around with anything. But I mean, he just got a PS4, but he's an Xbox guy. But him and I, even though we have our disagreements, we generally get along, you know? He's not a toxic dude and shit. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. And I'm anchor if you're listening to this, you know, I'm just being honest. You you can border on fanboy shit, but I think like me, I think you're really doing that just to um, you know, poke the bear. Just like I poke the Xbox guy. So I don't, you know, I don't really see you as a fanboy. I think you you know, the fanboy things you display, just like me, it's just to fuck with people. You know what I'm saying? Um So his question is this is funny because Gary was saying, like, yo, guys are still asking you about this shit so he goes i am prepared to pay tony 20 dollars to eat a pineapple on camera doesn't have to be for the world to see just a one versus one skype chat i just have to see you eat the pineapple do you accept these terms no i do not let me tell you a story this is how adamant i am actually you know what before i tell you the story let me tell you why i don't like pineapples right and i'm pretty sure a lot of uh you know Dominican and fucking Puerto Rican kids could agree with this shit or adults now, right? When I was a kid, Manny could back this up too. And I was a kid every, every year for my birthday. I want a, I want a chocolate cake. My mom would be like, okay, I'll get you chocolate cake every fucking year, bro. Every year without fail. She bought me a fucking pineapple cake. You know why? Because pineapple cake was the cheapest fucking cake they had at the store. Every time, you know why? Okay, the reason pineapple cakes are always the cheapest is because nobody wants to buy them because pineapple cakes are fucking horrible, you know. So every year, my entire childhood. Here's the funny thing: my childhood was really good. I know a lot of people have like fucked up childhoods. Not my childhood. My childhood was fantastic. The only thing I can complain about my childhood is that I never got chocolate cake. I just got pineapple cakes, you know. So I do not like pineapples. You know, primarily because of that, but secondarily, I don't like fruits. You know, like, don't get me wrong, I'll eat fruits if I have to, like apples and shit, whatever, I'll eat them. Um, Grapes, sure, why not? But I don't really like fruits like that. Um, I'm not a, a guy that likes sweets, really, you know, like, when I was a kid... You know, when my dad would come home from work, whatever, I, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if my dad was really working, if he was just getting drunk. Anyway, so, he would come home, he'd bring my sister candy, right? And he used to do that with me, too. He'd bring me some candy, and, you know, I, I would be grateful, or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, thank you, whatever, but it was like, okay, candy, whatever, you know? What the fuck am I going to do with candy, you know? Because um, the thing with me is, like, when I eat, I eat like, sweets, like... I have a low tolerance from like they get kind of it feels like they get stuck in the back of my throat you know salty shit I like though so basically what my dad had to do was like he'd bring my sister home something sweet and he'd bring me home some boiled eggs <laughs> you know because I'm like oh shit eggs you know like hey you know candy I don't care about eggs I like you know or or um, meat he would buy you know off the street he'd bring me that shit because that's the stuff I liked so yeah pineapples and uh, yeah part of it uh, yeah I, I don't like them just because you know pineapples are just nasty but yeah the whole thing with my birthday fucked me up for life <laughs> you know so going back to the story so my man is cigar goyle right um big shout out to this dude i'm not exaggerating right now guys this guy offered me he he kept raising this the fucking price he eventually offered me $140 to eat a pineapple pizza. Not even the whole fucking thing. Just as many uh, slices I could, as I could stomach live on air, and he paid me $140. Did I do it? Fuck no. I'm not eating that shit. I got, you know, I have my my standards, man. I'm not eating that bullshit. Here's the thing. Pizza, to me, is a holy food. I'm not a religious guy or anything, but to me, that's a holy food. That's, that's sacred food. Pizza, right? Pizza is a beautiful thing. You don't sully such a divine meal with fucking pineapples, man. That's sacrilege. You know, that's heretical, you know? I know I'm talking in biblical terms, but this that, that's just the way I feel. 
You don't fuck. You don't do that shit to fucking pizza. Holy pizza, you know? Come on, man. So, the thought... Pineapples alone are already fucking disgusting. The thought of putting them on pizza? Nah, son, you can't do that. So, my man's offering me all this money. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing that shit. Like, he, he was like, yo, I'll buy you two video games. I think that's where the money came in. He was like, I'll buy you two video games, give you $20. That's a hundred, that's actually $140. I'm like, nope, you keep your fucking money. I'm not eating that shit. Get the fuck out of here, you know? So, yeah, that's, so Anchor, nope. This, this dude, my man AJ, you know, offered me $140. I said, no, you think I'm going to eat a pineapple without pizza? Because this thing, like, eating a pineapple on its own is, like, at least there's the pizza taste. You know what I'm saying? That you could fall back on. You, a raw pineapple? No, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> I'm just being real. So, nope. Sorry. Sorry to that. All right. Uh, the next question is from Evil Primate. He goes, if X, if X equals Xbox and Y equals PlayStation... How long would it take for a fanboy to lick his way to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> this question is crazy. Um, three, right? That's the that's the answer. You know, one, a two, a three, a three. <laughs> remember the fucking owl? I bet some of you guys are too young to remember that shit. You know. All right. Uh, next questions from my man Darius Slayer, who I sometimes do a podcast with. He he streams and stuff. Going back to streaming. And I've been on his streams before. Really cool dude, you know. Um, both of his questions are troll questions, though. <laughs> um, first one. Is it true that Tony has an insatiable desire for pineapple pizza as he does with the Xbox One? Yes, it's true. I love pineapple pizza so much. If I could, I would have sex with the pineapple pizza. I would have sex with it as I play Xbox. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, The next question. Does Tony actually... Keep a bottle of fanboy tears near him and fills it up whenever he attends expos. <laughs> um, I'm going to take this troll question and turn it into a real answer. Here's what I love about expos like um, E3 and shit. That fanboyism, that shit doesn't exist there. It's just professionals talking about games. We don't give a fuck about that fanboy bullshit. All games are equal to us, you know, at these conventions, especially E3. I love going to E3 because it's, it's a great way to... I call it detoxify, you know, appropriate term, I guess. Detoxify, there's no fanboyism at, at E3. You don't see any Xbox fanboys, no PlayStation fan, no fanboys. It's just dudes who are out there covering games and talking about games. No matter what system it's for, you know, we're all there for the same goal, you know what I'm saying? So I, I do like Expos for that. Although I will say this year was interesting because for the Xbox uh, Expo, you know, or Xbox briefing, they actually sat us down behind the Xbox fan guys, right? Um, I forgot what they're, they're, they're not a proper name, but the Xbox fans, right? Yo, these dudes sounded like they were straight up out of the crap gamer, um, like, message board, you know? Like, oh, yeah, like, you know, they talk about how Sony's better than, than fucking Xbox, but you know what we got that they don't? We got Gears of War. I'm like, really, man? And, like, yo, this conference... It's going to kill the media, you know, like, yo, really, what the fuck is wrong with you guys, you know, you know, and then, um, you know, and just to be honest now, dudes got even got into some racist shit, like, um, they were all wearing the same shirts, right, and they saw this one cat, he wasn't wearing a shirt, like, yo, what's up with that dude, why does why isn't he wearing a shirt, he's like, yo, that motherfucker's Chinese, he probably don't understand it, I'm like, whoa, damn, yo, you guys sound fucking crazy, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's why, you know, going back to Expos, I like going to Expos because no fanboy shit there, man. It's just gamers talking about games, you know? I fucking love it, you know? All right, and the last question, these are probably the most trollish questions of them all for my man Capato. You know, Capato's another one of these guys, man. He's been supporting me for years, you know? Um, so his first question is, do you fuck with the war? I don't know what the hell that means, like... Um, like, the console war? Like, no, not really, like, I mean, yeah, I, how would I answer that? No, I don't actively participate in it, because I own all the systems, the console war shit is for 
people that are, you know, that console wars are for people that have very little self-worth or they're immature. You know, either you're immature or you have no self-worth. Because I see dudes, they're like 40 years old, married and shit, still on this bullshit. Like, yeah, I was one of those guys, but you know what? I was also 15 years old. As soon as I, you know, it, you know, not hit puberty, as soon as I became an adult, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Game, games are games, you know? Obviously, everybody has their preferences, but con- yeah, console war is fucking dumb. So if you're talking about the console war, no, I don't fuck with it. It's fucking retarded. Now, if you're talking about some like actual wars, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'm just going to say some wars are necessary. Some of the, but, but most of the wars going on now, particularly the ones in America are in, more than not necessary, you know, I'm not going to get into that shit, but yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with the console war bullshit, you know, but, but about actual war, some wars are necessary. World War II was necessary, you know, um, last question, why does my ex complain more about me being on the PS4 Pro late at night than when I'm out there working late, smashing them thoughts. <laughs> Yo, this dude is crazy. Uh, your ex-girlfriend is probably an Xbox fangirl. That's why she's mad you're playing PlayStation late, bro. <laughs> you know? That's funny. I'm not going to answer the next part of that. Cause like, I, I guess my man Capado must be uh, getting it in, you know? He seems like that type of dude, too. You know, he's always a... Uh, he's a ladies' man. I'll, I'll leave it at that, you know? Um, so I think that's going to pretty much do it for the questions. Again, I, I, I wish I had more, um, like real questions, but, you know, out of the, the six real questions, I did purposely make sure to, you know, um, you know, go into them deeper, you know what I'm saying? So I want to thank you guys for, uh, helping me out with this, you know, um, I don't know if we're going to do a round two. I think Gary said we're going to do a round two eventually, you know, but he, you know, they want to get through some, like the initial wave first. Don't ask me who's next. I really don't know. Um, I, I hope Richard's next. I want to hear what he has to say, you know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for us. This is the part where I would normally plug shit. So, you know, obviously check out the coalition.com. You know, you guys are watching this now. Um, you know, the, the the first guys, you're the patron supporters. So shout out to you guys, you know, for actually donating and shit. Um, however much you give, you know, it's always appreciated. Thank you for that. You know, um, and even you guys who are watching this later after the patrons, you know, even if you guys don't pay, you know, we appreciate you spreading the word, you know what I'm saying? And following us and shit. So always, always grateful to the fans, you know, that's my, been my whole motto. And, you know, cause I'm a fan, you know what I'm saying? I I'm doing this shit cause it's fun. I always try to uh, be open with the people. Like, obviously I've had to, you know, eventually block some dudes for being too crazy and shit. But in general, I try to be open, you know. Um, but yeah, so shout out to all you guys. Shout out to the coalition, you know, you know, everybody on there, you know, guys gave me a home and shit after I left Dual Shockers, and I'm still there, even though I don't like really write for the site anymore because I'm busy uh, writing for Geek.com. I still post Throwdown, and you know, I'm still an active member, you know, with the decisions and shit. So always appreciate that, like. To me, you know, the coalition guys, you know, are they're not, you know, they're not. I, I think I said this, to, by the way, quick shout out to my man, Paul Amadis Lane. I was on his podcast uh, or soon. I told him this. I'm going to say it here. Right. To me, the coalition guys, I don't really see them as like friends. Right. I see them as like brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like my man, Gary, Richard, you know, those, those guys. Yeah, they're not really friends because it's beyond that at this point. You know what I'm saying? I talk to these guys most of the, you know, most of the time. I know Gary's busy and shit, but I, I know I talk to Rich every day, you know. Um, you guys are brothers, man. They're brothers, you know, to to the end, you know. So always shout out to Coalition and, um, you know, shout out to all of the people that have been following me, you know, since the beginning or for like two minutes, you know. I appreciate that. You know, I'm trying to be a real gamer, you know, in the industry for you guys. You know what I'm saying? There's, you know, I was going to say there's not a lot of us. There are plenty of us, but, you know, I feel that some of the guys, you know, they may have to be a little too restricted. I, I mean, I'm restricted too, and the shits I could say, but just know that I am there to represent the gamer, you know, because being a gamer is a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the fans, you know, and... You know, shout out to my Throwdown crew. Uh, we just celebrated our third year anniversary. Not only, you know, for this iteration of Throwdown, 
but being on the coalition too you know shout out to all all my brothers over there you know um and also you know why not give a a, a quick shout out to uh our dearly departed uh rachel you know rachel murdoch who passed away uh it, like the the three year no the yeah the one year anniversary of that was like a couple weeks ago you know uh, we didn't really bring it up on the show because i didn't want to you know get brett upset or whatever you know losing his wife that's brutal and shit but you know shout out to rachel um shout out to everybody man it's all about love man you know i know motherfuckers want to say that i'm like you know hateful and shit no, i'm not man you know fuck that shit um so as far as me you can follow me over on twitter at romudeth r-o-m-u-d-e-t-h and in my bio there's going to be links to everything you know um links to geek.com links to throwdown links to coalition all that good shit you know what i'm saying so yeah that's gonna do it for me man uh want to thank you guys once again and stay tuned for the next episode of hashtag ask the coalition all right once again i was your boy tony and i'll see you next time later <laughs>